I know, Nate. What's, the, what, what's the hate with oh, Baby Yoda? I, I have nothing against it. I'm just tired of it. Oh, uh, I will never tire of Baby Yoda, honestly. Have you seen the Baby Jabba? No. I did. It's it's like a weird little... It looks like a weird little fat baby. Yeah. Fat slug baby. I don't want to see... Yeah. No, Baby oh. Jabba doesn't sound that great. Baby Jabba's adorable. It's like, kind of like a... Glowworm. Remember that glowworm doll? Oh yes, it's very much like that, honestly. There was, I did like the photo that John Favreau tweeted with the where George Lucas was holding the baby Yoda um like puppet or something. Mm-hmm. Like on set on set wherever they film it, like in somewhere in Marine Del Rey. And uh the, the tweet just said grandpa, like him just looking down holding baby Yoda. It was cute. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like if I'm feeling like down, which is not hard these days with the state of the world, I just like look, I just go like watch some Mandalorian. I fast forward through all the other stuff and I just go straight to the baby Yoda stuff and I feel way better. So so essentially the whole show. Pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) You can just go through gifts. Yeah. And you'll get your Look, if I could see more of Pedro Pascal's face, I would totally like Mm. stay on more of that. I mean, I don't think people realize that he is, he's Oberyn from Game of Thrones. Uh, This is nerd world. I know. They know. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's a lot of people who don't know this. They don't realize this, you know, because you also have children watching this show. True. I'm not saying like children, children, but like you've got like, you know, I would say 11 up probably watching this show because it is family friendly it's on disney plus mm-hmm. and so they wouldn't know that that's over and and there's also people like i would say a bunch of i'm going to make a generalization but probably women who were not into game of thrones but uh but are have gotten into baby yoda who are just like who is this guy well that's okay we don't see his face but then you're just like i mean well, he was on he was on, he was on narcos he was also narcos on narcos too. yeah but it, it's tough. It's like with Hugo Weaving and V for Vendetta. Like when you you don't see ever see their face, mm-hmm. but you 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 hear the voice. But it's like, well, that could be anybody in that mask. I just hear the voice. So yeah. it's 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 sometimes it's hard. Like you hear the name, and you're like, I can't place that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, does he ever? Does he ever? Does he ever take the helmet off in Mandalorian? I I, I cannot I tell. I will not tell you that. You have to watch it. Well, I can tell you, I'm probably not going to see it because at this point. I'm very stubborn when things hit a hit a certain critical uh, velo- or uh, what, what's the critical mass. Cri- well, no, uh, uh, yeah, critical mass. Sure, that's what I was going for. I was confusing that with exit velocity. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, or terminal velocity, whatever. It doesn't matter when things are talked about so much and everybody say, you know me. This is Sam yeah. Fleabag. I'm never going to watch it yeah. because he talked about it too much. And, and yeah, you know, there's nobody to you have nobody to blame but yourself for doing that. I'm sure it's a delightful show. <laughs> yourself right yeah. yeah so you yeah. no no i'm talking about you no you have, a, you have nobody there's nobody to blame but you i, I never blame myself for anything person. i'm blameless well, in i my blame life. you i blame i blame that's fine you, you can so. keep doing that there's a funny thing so with, please, oh sorry uh completely blame we will have one one less viewer that's that, it won't be the end of that show yeah. so james purefoy was supposed to play v from v for vendetta oh, really? but he didn't oh. like the mask but hugo weaving uh, Hugo Weaving doesn't give a fuck because he, he is an actor. Exactly, and he liked the mask, and yeah. he didn't want to take it off at all. I love it. So I love Hugo huh. Weaving. I mean, I loved. I mean, because I go, I go. Of course, he didn't because he played, he played a, a drag queen in Adventure Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and he was amazing in that. Mm-hmm. I watched that. I mean, that movie and Strictly Ballroom are what taught me my Australian accents. I would say, 
Uh, I learned how to do those from the, I mean, I watched both of those movies, but especially Adventures of Priscilla, Queen in the Desert, so many times. He was so good in that. Him and, and um, uh, Terrence Stamp and, God damn it, L.A. Confidential. Guy, P- Guy, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Yeah. Guy Pierce. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So good. And, of course, yeah. Bill Hunter. Rest in peace, Bill Hunter. It was amazing. But yeah. But, yeah, like, if a guy's, like, if an actor is, like, willing to be, like, I'm willing to really honestly become internationally famous by playing a drag queen, I I've, I don't have a problem wearing a mask for an entire movie. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. It's the story. Comic book movie, too. So. I do love James Purfoy. And he's and don't get me wrong. James Purfoy is a great actor. But I can't see him being like, my beautiful face. Mm. <laughs> he does have a beautiful face, but... <laughs> So what happened to us? Welcome back, everyone. 82? Uh, yes, you are correct. Woo! Oh, wow. Nathan, Getting there. Stacy, Hugh here? Mm-hmm. Nate. Okay. Yep. Just just, just because. You will never Nate. get it right. He will keep gaslighting you. Yeah. So Ned or... Nate, the, Ned, Ned Nate, 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 Kate, whatever. In his, conspir- in his um, conspiracy... I'm, I've been watching way too much news stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Nate, on location in St. Louis. Yes. Uh, how's the weather? Because I'm it's, going there uh, today. About... Are you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> not actually there, just metaphorically there. Oh, okay. It's um, it's it's a sunny and balmy 26 degrees. Very nice. Mm. Yeah, Were you hit by that good. winter blast or whatever the heck happened this weekend? Uh, well, in Chicago, yes, but ah. that Chicago is that's a winter blast is just their winter. Doesn't, you know. Speaking of Chicago, how was the wedding? Delightful. Okay. It was. Did we talk about um, yes. what was happening? I, I don't no, know if we talked I don't about believe so. Okay. Do you want to fill everyone in no. on on your sure. stories to Chicago? Sure. Last weekend, I went to actually not Chicago, outside Chicago, about an hour north, okay. um, to uh, see my nephew graduate from um, naval basic training. There's a Navy base up there called Naval Station Great Lakes because, I don't know, we need to patrol the Great Lakes. I don't know. Canada's a but, big um, threat these days. Canada is a big threat. They're, but, they're yeah, so I have. Yeah. <laughs> For insulin and, and now the... smuggling. Yes. So. Uh, so, yeah, so I have, um, I don't think we ever talked about it on the pod, but, like, my sister, I have an older sister who I never, we always talked about my younger sister, Samantha, because she has the crazy young kids, but my older sister, I had one. Uh, she passed away back in November, uh, very suddenly, and she had two teenage sons, uh, 22-year-old Clayton and 18-year-old Spencer. And Spencer um, enlisted in the Navy and, and actually started basic training a week before she passed away. So um, none of us have been to get all together since then. It's uh, while he was in basic training, he was totally cut off from the world. Like he didn't, he didn't get to um, go home. Like after that, which kind of sucked. He didn't. We could only talk to him by, through letters. Like he, it's it's a whole ass backwards thing where he he basically was given two names that he was allowed to to call at any time during basic training and and not even call often. And one of them was his mother, my sister, who passed away. So they wouldn't like amend the list, which was that's bullshit. Just beyond, beyond stupid yeah so his he and his brother very close they've always been very close so this was the first time we'd all get be able to get together and we had planned on going to this graduation well even before my sister passed like so this was just going to be us all together but now it turned into more of a like you know sort of a memorial for her um 
so we went up there. Uh, yeah, so that was this past weekend. And um, that went as normal. Like, I've never been to a naval. Well, I didn't even get to go. The um, only he, he was only allowed four tickets for the ceremony on the base. And that went to uh, my dad. Um, of course, his grandpa. Uh, his, his, his dad, Clayton's father. I'm sorry, Spencer. Spencer's the 18-year-old. His father, who um, we are not close with, forced my sister a decade ago. And we don't, none of us like him. And frankly, you know. His kids don't even like him that much, but he is his father. So he went, and then Spencer also had a very had a girlfriend. Um, you know, Spencer just graduated from high school last June, and he had a girlfriend through high school that um, they got suddenly engaged uh, before he went into the Navy. Uh, which we, and this is why my sister was still like she knew about the engagement and not thrilled, but we were like, okay, he's enlisting in the Navy. Like that he'll be, he'll be enlisted. He'll be deployed. They'll be engaged for who knows, who knows how long uh, it's, it's a six year commitment to the Navy. Oh, wow. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, and so we didn't, so we just thought, okay, fine. They're engaged. They're young. She was even still in high school, year younger. Right. She graduated, she graduated uh, a month ago early. So, um, so she was even younger. They're both 18, but yeah. So then we heard rumblings right before we went up there last week that there might be a, a wedding. So, and so this was like two days before and we were like, Oh, oh, okay. Like this is, this is sudden. We don't really know why this is happening. So we, and, and it was so last minute decision on their part that we, I, we were just told, Hey, pack wedding clothes just in case. So, <laughs> so we didn't. Yeah. So, so we we're like, Oh, oh okay. Cause we didn't even know how they would have planned this, but, but, uh, and, and it was still a last minute call because he graduated on Friday afternoon and then on, uh, he would have had, they had to get the marriage license by Friday at 4:30 p.m. That's when the office closed in order for them to be married on Saturday. Mm. And if they didn't get if they, that didn't if they didn't get that in time by 4:30 on Friday, the wedding wouldn't have happened at all because he only had um, liberty or leave for the weekend, and they wouldn't have been able to do it for another several months. So it was they literally ran to whatever office you get the marriage license. It was kind of absurd. So we didn't find out till that Friday afternoon. We're like, okay, it's on for tomorrow. We're going. So, um, yeah. And so they found, they got their last wedding license and then they went to, they found this, this venue of the, uh, fiance. Uh, I will, I will just not give their names cause I don't want to speak poorly of them. So I'll just leave them an- anonymous. The mother of the fiance was sort of spearheading the whole wedding and she found a venue that none of us knew what it was, but she told us just to go there. We had an address and we had a flyer that, that we can post because it's hysterical. A flyer. Um, the flyer for this, is great. <laughs> for, it's a flyer. is for this wedding venue called um, Pine Manor. In uh, in it was it was real. It was about a half hour from the uh, from the from where we're staying from the naval base, and it was described um, on their website. It was described as a 1928 Dutch colonial manor. And they had all these wonderful photos of people getting married there and like this beautiful backyard. And it looked like an actual, you know, a manor. If you look at manor by definition, it's a it's a usually a fairly large plot of land, um, at least the English definition of it. <laughs> and when we got there, it was this small house on a corner that had no well, not small. I mean, it was a fine house, I guess. Um, had no signage whatsoever. So we didn't even know what it was. Wasn't um, a manor. Though. And then, no, it was mm-hmm. not a manor. 
it was a house and it was just a, I mean, it was a nice house. Again, I'm not, yeah. it, it, for, a, for a house, it was nice. For a manor, it was not. And, um, <laughs> and it was run by um, a nice woman named Rev Pam. Short, I mean, I don't think she was an actual reverend. I, we're still not sure what kind of, what denomination, what religion. She was just known as Rev Pam. And she was insane. Like, the, and she's the, way the owner can, of the house? She's the owner, a proprietor, uh, um, owner, um, she lives resident, there. resident, resident. So this is like and the it, Airbnb of wedding locations. <laughs> yes, and and yes, and so what I and we we they gave us ample warning, like on the website that it said now, just, you know, disclaimer. Well, it had a big disclaimer says enter at your own risk, which I thought was hysterical. Like. I don't know. Usually most people don't say about their home, enter at your own risk, unless, you know, it just sounded, unless it's, you know, haunted. Um, but yeah, Rev Pam lives there and it's, it, it, I, it's not just like she has a chapel and like lives above it. Like, you know, some people own a bar and live above it, that kind of thing. This is, this is just a regular house that she turned into like a, like you, like you said, B&B chapel, like literally <laughs> the, the ceremony was in her living room and she just pushed furniture out of the way ah! and then put, put, put folding chairs. We had, there were about 15 or 16 of us. So she had a lot of folding chairs. It was a tight space. That ceremony was in her living room. The dining room had all the furniture pushed aside and that's where the, the signing of the documents and there was a cake and she had a, a to- she had a we all did toast, so she actually had wedding glasses or wine glasses for everybody. But it was clearly just her dining room, and uh, like, you know, the 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 bride got dressed upstairs, and she had very strict rules that um, it was a three thirty wedding, but couldn't get there. They wouldn't. She wouldn't let us in before three p.m. Like that was the rule, because I guess she had one of that I don't know, and she was very strict. The bride and her mom showed up at 2.55 and were banging on the door because the bride only had a half hour to get ready. And uh, Rev Pam wouldn't open the door. Yep. Like the, the bride was literally standing outside. Um, Very and, nice. Yeah. And Pam. to describe – and Rev Pam, um, I, she basically looked – had the look um, – she was in her 60s, I would guess. But she looked and dressed exactly like Elaine Bennis from Seinfeld, like down to the hair, the, 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 like the kind of – I don't frumpy's a bad, not not a nice word, but like very conservative dress. But, but it would be like Elaine Bennis, you know, but twenty like, to thirty years after Seinfeld took place. But she's still dressing the same. Yes. Yeah. Still, well, it's still yeah. dressing, still dressing the same as the early years of exactly. Seinfeld. Exactly. Elaine was kind of do, was kind of doing that that weird, not you the, know, the, the, the early poof, hair. the poof at the front the of her hair. hair. Yeah. The poof hair. Like it's the like la- it's like the seasons, first. Got, yeah. It's like the first seasons of of Seinfeld. Elaine Bennis' hair, along with her wardrobe for the entire time, but just like take that wardrobe from then and yes. keep wearing it the rest of your life. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and um and I would have described her at the time and it became funny later on described her as is a stoner elaine bennis because she was just kind of wacky um as as a woman who throws in her own home probably would be but then we find out we found out later it just became a joke rev pam just was like a caricature so we made fun of it afterwards all over because she was insane um, and I'm not sure she's accredited in any way. They might not be legally married. I have no <laughs> idea. Um, but we, we joked about how just odd she was. And then, um, uh, my, the other, the brother, the older brother, um, we, he later sent me a link that there was an article about Rev Pam in an, on a website called 420microweddings.com. Oh. That's evidently, 
evidently Pine Manor and Rev Pam herself are very big in the um, air. If, if you're looking to, if you're looking for a 420 friendly wedding, evidently Pine Manor is the place to be because she is a huge proponent, um, and uh, it, it specifically says she is a medicinal marijuana um, user and is totally open to weddings being pro. Um, pot smoking you have to but you do have to give a hundred dollar deposit and there are only certain areas you're allowed to smoke in the house and um, none of this came up during the wedding but was afterwards made perfect sense Um, (laughs) and it's it's especially fun because uh, Illinois just legalized pot on Jan so it so it made a point of saying she was a medicinal um, user but like now it's legal for anybody. So I so I guess before she only I don't know if she ever there's no way in the world she checked people licenses if they had a medicinal card or not. Ooh. But um, but that would have been fun. This this was not the crowd that would have done that. I don't I can't think of a single person in this crowd that would have partaken in that. But it was fun to see. Oh. Um, but yeah, so um, they're legally married. The yes, we got they, they did it. She poured. Um, she had a pitcher of wine, and uh, the only wedding I've ever been to where um, the bride. <laughs> it was. Oh, it gets better. It was a pitcher of wine, and she poured glasses for all fifteen of us to do toast. But she could not pour wine for the bride and groom. Nope. She was actually very strict about that. Shockingly, given that given everything else, she had to pour them lemonade, which is what you know. Very very rarely do you go to a wedding where the bride and groom are, are not legal legally able to drink. Well, um, not in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. What about Courtney that's true. That's, well, well, he was fifty though, but he could. He, she, he, was, he, yeah. Doug, she was. She was. Both. Doug could drink. Doug could drink. Twice over. Um, yeah, that's more Three than times. twice. He was thirty-four years older. Yeah. Three times, yeah. Um, but yeah, so the so the there's toast, and uh, my Samantha, my sister, for doing the toast, turned to me after tasting the wine. She's like, "This this tastes weird. It's like 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 super sweet." And then later on in the festivities, I went into her kitchen, which is just open to anybody because it's this woman's home. I saw a uh, half-empty box of Franzia Sunset Blush, mm-hmm. which was, I guess, the wine we were doing toasts with, which actually made me respect Rev Pan more because Sunset Blush is the classiest of the Franzias. But <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so that was, uh, in a nutshell, that was the wedding. So they are legally married, I, I think, and um, nobody really knew what to make because it was so sudden that, like, it's still kind of shocking that they're married. They're still kind of shocked that they're married. And afterward, I don't think it really hit them, which was odd. So, um, Wait, so it yeah, didn't hit the two 18-year-olds was... married themselves. I mean, it won't hit and... them well, until they actually have to probably live together. And yeah, something comes up they, where they have to like sign something together and they're like married and they'll be they like, have, Oh, they have, yes. Yeah. They, they have no responsibilities as a yet because he still has more, tra- he's, he's going to be in special forces as a diver. So this was just basic train, literal basic training. He's going to be training as a diver in Florida for like uh, maybe uh, the next year. Oh. So he won't be deployed for a while. Like Navy diving is serious training. Yeah. No kidding. Um, seals but, go through that shit yeah yeah yeah. it's exactly i don't know if it's quite as intense as seals because that's like that's another level and there is something to be said that that we were thinking about like why on earth would they go from being engaged to now they have to be married even though they won't see each other there is something to be said that she probably can live with him you know like 
he goes into the training, there's a good chance that he, he like spouses might be nearby, whereas just an engagement wouldn't be considered that. True, so it's right. possible that's why they rushed into it. And she, and she gets benefits on that automatically, like immediately. She, she's 18 years old, so she's still on her parents' insurance. But, you know, obviously she'll get all – whatever the spouse of a enlisted person gets. So that's that's something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're, they're – yeah. Okay. Well, congratulations I'm, to them. Rooting for, yeah, absolutely. I'm assuming you said rooting for them, but you, you cut out a little bit. Oh, I – Sure, let's leave it at that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll dub over for you in that one second right there that kind of cut out on yeah. purpose, maybe. Who knows? Ear pods, they're so, the yeah. great thing. Yeah. I should have sent you a, a, a mic, now that I think about it, so you could have it set up and use your computer that you might have. Um, okay, well, if you, if, you, if you still want to do that, I'll just, you know. Well, I mean, looking at him, it's not his earbuds. He's, like, breaking up a bit. Yeah. Oh, so. it could be the, the iPad then. Yeah. So, God, God forbid. Oh, I... A lot of different things that could be going on. Yeah. Between here and, and St. Louis. The wireless at my place ha- has its moments of choosing not to work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hey. Well, and you have to remember that, technologically speaking, St. Louis is about 15 years behind. So... Um, <laughs> We just got boba tea. Oh, like oh, literally. I'm sorry. Like, bo- not like, like, not, it's not even just like places just started selling boba tea. Like it's a fad now of like boba tea. Like, it, like, of course they don't call it boba, but like we're literally 20 years behind Los Angeles. Really what do you guys yeah. call and, and it then? It's called bubble tea, which okay. it, it was all, a lot of places in LA did that too. But like, it was a, you know, it was a fad there, you know, when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like in LA and and now it's kind of made its way here so you know we're a little bit behind well speaking of things like 20 years ago I did notify you over the weekend because I was notified by this that center stage you know, American dance movie classic is now on Netflix yes <laughs> he's so upset by this but what, it's, what? it's amazing uh-huh. if, if nobody's ever seen center stage you are missing out no, it not. is pretty much it's like some of the worst acting you've ever seen, except for, you know, Peter Gallagher and Donna Murphy. I mean, they're amazing. Well, it's it's um, it's, to, to paint a picture for Hugh and those listeners who have not or not familiar with it. Mm. Center Stage tells the story of um, 12. Stu- I, well, not 12, but it's like a, a group of students who are starting at the American Ballet Academy in New York, mm-hmm. New York. Right. It wasn't DC. Yeah, New, New York. York. Yeah. Um, they're all like ballet. Play, you know, they all want to get in. They all want to become professional ballet dancers, and it's like a, you know, your typical romantic comedy slash coming of age slash what you know. But it's about ballet. You know, mm-hmm. the the plot is not terribly unique, but it's awesome. And yeah, and it's but and they went. The producers had the um, they had the. You could tell at some point when making them, but when they started making the movie, they had a decision to make. We're either going to hire actors. And then have to use like body doubles and clever editing to make these dance because there's a lot of dancing in it. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's about ballet dancers, so we'll have to do clever editing or body doubles, or we can hire professional dancers so the dance sequences will look awesome, but they can't act for shit. Mm-hmm. And the producers decided we're going to go with the latter. So there are most most are real dancers and not actors. There are a few actors sprinkled in um the uh well like, i mean it was uh, it was one of zoe saldana's f- 
first film. It was it was her very first. So movie. she wasn't necessarily a dancer, although she was okay, but she definitely had a double. And um, well, she was, but she was actually a trained, not obviously like the others. She wasn't professional, but she was a trained dancer. Right. Whereas, um, but the other essentially there are three things. There's um, Jody, the main character, mm-hmm. who who Amanda Scholl, I think her name was. Yep. She was a professional dancer, yeah. not a great actress. Zoe Saldana, who was kind of you know that was her first movie so she wasn't a great actress but no. we know she can act now yeah. so she was she was fine in it and she to an extent and then the third lead susan may pratt who um who you would otherwise recognize she had a very niche thing in the 90s where she was always the bitchy best friend to the yep. main character and she was like in she 10 was, things she, i hate about you she was Julia Stiles' bitchy best best friend in Ten Things I Hate About You. She was uh, Melissa Joan Hart's bitchy best friend in Drive Me Crazy. So oh. she had a very niche. She had a very niche thing going there, and she she was on the other end where she was actress, not a dancer. Yeah. So she all her dance scenes were completely body double. Um, and then the all the male leads, like you know, there was like a love troll. All the male leads were dancers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it, and then what's interesting is that the one, the Russian one. Sergey, whatever his name was, Ilya Kulik, who actually was a uh, figure skater, and yeah, and I, I was remember. like, I remember like being like, Ilya Kulik's in this because I I watched a ton of figure skating because I love figure skating, and I was like, what? I was like, well, I mean, obviously in Russia, if you're a figure skater, you also take a lot of ballet. So in that sense, yeah. like he was a trained, he wasn't necessarily a ballet dancer, but he was trained in ballet, so he could do a bunch of the stuff, but not everything. And, and the, the 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 guy who played like the bad boy, Ethan Stifle, uh, the best dancer, yep. Ethan Stifle, who's basically he played himself. Like yeah. even at that point, at that point, he was the principal dancer for the American Ballet Theater. So like he basically was playing himself with a different name, uh-huh. except he was playing playing himself. Bad boy who drove a motorcycle. His name was Cooper Nielsen. Yeah, and like. In real, like, but he, I mean, he is a, he's maybe one of the, maybe the most famous male American ballet. He was like the principal at the American Ballet Theater for like 15 years. And that was while this movie was, when this movie came out, mm-hmm. act for shit, like, like all the other dancers. Um, I remember seeing it in the theater with one of my friends who was a dancer, had a dancing background herself. And she wanted to see it, and I was like, "Oh, cool! It looks like a looks like my kind of movie." And she she was like in love with Ethan Stifle. Evidently, in the dancing world, he was like a heartthrob. Oh, really? Because not only was he a world famous dancer, but they thought he was a heartthrob. And if you if you look up a picture of Ethan Stifle, he, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that's. He, he also made an appearance in the sequel. Yeah, apparently there is a sequel. I, didn't, I yeah. will not watch a sequel of this. Um, I got to <laughs> stay true to the original. But when you went and saw this in the theater. Did you already know that the soundtrack, most of the soundtrack, was Mandy Moore? Uh, no, well, no. When I, and I should also add that when I saw it in the theater, um, it might as well not have been a theater because we were the only two in the theater. <laughs> it did not have a. It did not have what we call a good theatrical run. But yes, yeah. the the long the big takeaway from the movie is not the movie; it's the soundtrack mm-hmm. because that soundtrack. Yeah. Bangs. And the and, and the very I mean there's a bunch of like there's Jamiroquai in there. There's a bunch of Jamiroquai. There's a nice too, like, yeah. there's a, a decent, you know, dance scene to some red hot chili peppers. Um but the very end dance sequence is her in the red dress. But this is my also my thing, like Amanda Scholl, like she's 
she's not a great actress, but she also wasn't, I remember always just being like, but she wasn't that dynamic of a dancer anyway. And I know no. that she was supposed to be like, not the greatest dancer, but you, everybody was supposed to be like, wow, but just look at her. But I was like, I don't kind of get that. But I was like, I'm going to suspend my belief because I just think this, this movie is fun. Do you, does that make sense? Yeah. Well, yeah. Sense. And even her, her, her story, her, her storyline in the movie was that she was like small town girl who got into the American, the prestigious American Ballet Academy, but she didn't have the body type to be a dancer. Right. She basically they thought she was fat. When it, yeah, but yeah. Um, well, yes, that the, the 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 climactic scene with the the way you make it's to the tune of the way you make me feel by Michael Jackson. Um, the red dress. Even more importantly than the red dress, the spinning yeah. into the red dress because it starts off with oh, a yeah. different dress. Mm-hmm. That was fun. But, I always, uh, I always just go. You could do that part on like any of the like the quick changes. I was like, and with our hair and makeup, I was like, you couldn't actually do that in that amount of time on stage. I was like, you can't do any of those quick changes, and especially to the end from that like blue dress with her hair all down to like those nice like like twists or braids up into her hair with all those bows, and then into that red dress, and then with that red make red lips and all the makeup. Whereas like previously, like she's wearing barely any makeup, like unless you like literally had these other dance sequences in between there do you know what i mean like yeah. i was like you yeah. can't you theatrically you can't do that like, you can only do this in a movie or on tv like you can't All do right. this in real life but i was like fuck it i'm just gonna suspend it because when she's in the other red dress at the very end and that's jamira quiet's what cosmic girl i think it is or no no dance yeah um like and she there spins around at the very end of those foot days and i was like yeah this is awesome yes yeah Perfect. Yeah, oh the God. sound the soundtrack mm-hmm. is is there there are two Jamiroquois. There's Can Heat, <laughs> the dance song, and then there's Cosmic Girl, both bangers. Yeah. Um, We're slowly bangers. killing you and I'm loving every second of it. I don't care. I, don't I know care. you don't care, dude. Uh, well there's uh, you guys well, the, this is this is this is art. slaps and, and will always slap. Always is that the sound the very first song on the soundtrack is Mandy Moore's I Wanna Be Your Girl which is not a banger, it's a bop, it's a love ballad. And anytime you start an album with a love ballad, you have absolute confidence album slaps because you, you <laughs> look, look, listen to any album. Most people don't listen to them in order anymore. Um, the first song has to bang because you, otherwise you're turning the album off. And if you start it with a bop, you got to have confidence that that album is going to bang eventually. And that album bangs. I don't care if I've lost you. I could talk about this for an hour. Uh, mm-hmm. You pretty much talked about it for a good 15, 16 there, minutes. So uh, I don't well, doubt I, well, an hour should, could go. Well, well, my last comment on the album and the movie in general is the album starts with I Want to Be Your Girl by Mandy Moore. And the very last song in the album is a dance remix of I Want to Be Your Girl by Mandy Moore. Oh. So it's, oh my God, it starts and ends. and oh. well, it's like, Is that like the soundtrack to your life? Oh, please Walter remembers the soundtrack. Tomorrow. Oh, okay. All right. All right. There we go. I could, I could talk for two to three hours about. No, we're not. We're, we're not going there. We're not going down the catalog of Mandy Moore for the sanity. Twice, twice in the last year and a half, I've been standing next to Shane West at two different bars, and it took every fiber of my being to not, not bring up a walk to remember. The next time you should just you do that. Like please to, do it. Just do it. Please Sh- do Shane's it. Shane's not a bad guy. 
I would. Well, there's one, two things I want. Well, no. I think I he would find it refreshing that it is not a young woman or now like used to be young when she saw it and now older woman being like, oh, my God, a walk to remember. Duh, 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 duh. Just to find like it's like some guy with a hat on and, and glasses being like, dude, that movie. Rocks. Oh no! I I would go total fanboy on Shane West because I also love his his other starring role in Whatever It Takes, another great romantic comedy, which by the way starred a very young Aaron Paul. It was one of his first movies, and he plays the stupid friend. Oh my gosh! Um, and also he played a bit part in the movie Get Over It with uh, um, with Kirsten Dunst, where he played an Australian pop star. Oh, and then, I remember of course, that. Who could forget? Who forget his long-running role as Ray on ELR when he lost his legs after he got hit by a bus. I could talk to Shane West about his career forever. And I bet he wouldn't mind that because who else talks to him about his career? Because when's the last time you've seen Shane West in anything besides the last two bars I've seen him at? Uh, <laughs> League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Um, when okay, was that? Right, he played a uh, very are... miscast agent Tom Sawyer. Yes. Um, uh, what was sadly it? Sean Connery's last movie? Not that he's deceased, but it was just the last movie he made. He got really sick from that movie. He was also in music and lyrics again uh, a while ago, two thousand seven. But yeah, like thirteen years ago. I, I'm, I, but you you're know. dating yourself. So apparently, the most recent thing he's been on was the TV series Gotham, and then before that, that was last oh. year. He was on four episodes of Gotham, and then before that. It was a movie that came out in 2017 called Awakening the Zodiac. Never heard of it. I have the feeling it has something to do with Zodiac Killer. Probably. Uh, he was on the TV series Salem for three years. So. Anyone? Yeah, exactly. Anyone? He, um, yeah. Bueller? He, he looks pretty uh, pretty tore up the last the two times I saw him in, in person. Yeah. Uh, he kind of. He kind of looked how like how his character in um, A Walk to Remember would have looked twenty years later had Mandy Moore's character not set him on the right path. <laughs> so, so I think, yeah, it was it was not a, it was not a look, it was not a look. Well, he's not but, aged um, well. He's not he's not like a Sean Connery and aged like a fine wine. Well, <laughs> well, he looks better than he did on ER when he lost his legs, I guess. But yeah. Well, he did not let his character. What was somebody yes. was somebody eating at your table? Yes, earlier? there was. Yes. yes okay. Yes. Is there some jam over there or like crumbs? <laughs> like, there's all these crumbs. Yeah, like, there oh. was some toast being eaten over there okay. er, earlier today. So she was doing double duty today when it comes to podcasting. Uh, so yeah, he's creating his empire. <laughs> yes, his empire is growing. Free, free by free each time. <laughs> it's at least this time it won't cost me money to put things out. Nope. That that is not on my dime. Uh, but that, that should be fun. Had a bachelor contestant in today. So yeah. Interesting. He doesn't know who she is though. No idea. Makes it easier. Yeah. Slash so. worse. I'm, I'm on top of my I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't know the, unless I mean like was somebody that was on it or is like one of the main, like the bachelor or bachelor. No, she was a contestant on it. Like, or ah. in it, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't remember most of them anyway, either. Like, a lot of them come up, and I'm like, oh. Unless you were, like... Nah. Yeah. Yeah. She was nice. Everyone was nice. It was, it was a fun little show. Okay. Uh, but, you know, it's not... I mean, it's not center stage or... No. Bring the Funk or whatever the heck that we have uh, as the next movie that we're going to... I have no idea. <laughs> Bring the Funk? I'm sure it's a movie. 
No. I liked it more when he wasn't talking and when it was just us. Can we can we get him off? Can we can we lose him again? Uh, I'm lost. I, I'm muting myself now. Go for it, you two. It's 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 like on Scrubs when the characters would would it was very meta where they would jokingly get uh, Zach Braff's character to daydream so they could talk about him when he wasn't paying attention because he daydreamed most of the show. Oh, that's true. Let's do that. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was a finding the funk, not bring the funk. Bring the funny though is the thing. <laughs> Well, there was also that Broadway show, Bring the Bring the Bring the Funk, Bring the Noise, bring or something the noise. like that. Yeah. yeah, Bring Bring the Noise, Bring the Funk. It yeah. was a tap dancing show. Yeah, oh, yeah, that would have been entertaining. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps probably. But it was a was it a time before DVR? What was it? Um, it was a Broadway show. Oh, was it? Oh, did, is it, did, wasn't that just Stomp? No, no, Stomp was where they played dr- trash cans. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit bring, bring the noise bring the funk was uh, i believe savion glover who is like the tap dancing phenom that was the protege of gregory hines oh good we're back to dance yep this yep. is great we're not we're um, not leaving so can we talk about the billy lose, crystal gregory hines movie lose. nighthawks no no not nighthawks um it was nighthawks was the other one what was it called um so it was goddamn yep bring the noise bring the funk uh 1996 broadway it was something about uh, God damn it! Why am I forgetting on this one? In 1999. It was in the 80s. It, yeah, they played cops. like cops. It was called like Night Something Night, not Night Hawk because that was uh, that was a Stallone movie, but it was Night Something. Running Hawk. Scared was the movie. Ah, see, yeah, like I said, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, I told you I, that's what I, that was going to be my next guess. Oh, oh, it's bring in uh, the yeah, noise, yeah. bring in the funk. Bring in, okay, so yeah. That's, so, why, that's why it didn't sound quite right. I was like, there's something off with that. I'm I'm white. I Yeah, we're know, all white. I think it was even, bring. wasn't it bring in the noise, yes. bring in the funk? Yes. I said it the, the white way. Yes. <laughs> the white way. Um, yeah, um, yes. So what what else you got here? You got any more Gregory Hines? Um, you know, he was on he was on Will and Grace, too. And also, rest in peace, he passed away like 20 years ago. Yeah, History of the World, part one. Oh, yes, Mighty oh, Joint. Oh, he was fantastic. Oh. He was fantastic. In he, he, like, invented tap dancing in it, didn't he? He, like, yeah. threw sand on the ground and danced on it. I love it when it was, like, all the the vestal virgins came out. Like, they're all the eunuchs, and he was pretending to be a eunuch. And he's, he had that, like, that, like feather fan in front of him and yeah. then like the woman like came around to like dance because they're like there's not a there's one eunuchs of fake and she came to dance <laughs> and then one of the feathers just went up <laughs> and they had to run away <laughs> can we not forget his time in renaissance man a classic um I don't Ren- know that which dana devito uh, as a teacher oh my god renaissance oh. man is is one of my all-time favorite movies not joking yeah danny devito plays the teacher like and actually remind getting coming back full circle that is about um army basic army basic training but like the whole grad watching the graduation which i never got back to so i had to watch the graduation on a stream uh, outside the base because uh, i didn't get to go to it so oh. that's uh, uh, um but it was right outside the base because they he only had the four tickets but yeah so, like so uh, the- renaissance and I'm sorry, real quick. The four tickets went to your dad, his fiance, yeah. and his and his dad, and then his brother. His br- and brother. Okay. Yes. So the the ticket that would have gone to Cindy, the fiance took. Okay. So she would not have gone otherwise, yeah. I believe, or maybe yeah, I believe that was it, or maybe his dad went have gone. Either way, yeah. So only four people got to go in. We the rest of us had to watch it on a stream outside. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Renaissance Man is about Army basic training, and that there's a there's a very 
sweet the, like uh, graduation scene at the end um, that uh, remind, reminded me of it. And yes, Gregory Hines. Um, it was one of Mark Wahlberg's first movies. It was indeed. It was actually, I think it was. I think it was pre-Fear because Fear kind of even made him a household name. So it was before that. Oh, let's see. Oh, I and, thought the Funky Bunch made him a household name. Oh, uh, you know what? That that's a good point. I guess it was post Funky Bunch, but he wasn't like he wasn't. He was still just like a star. rapper and a yeah, and a yeah, Calvin he, Klein he, model. He was a music guy before he was an actor, kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, like he, but he, you know, it was Daniel Vito. Basically, the other movie, Daniel Vito is is a teacher who basically can't get a job anywhere so he, he has to teach these kids on an army base and they're basically it's welcome back cotter where he teaches like all the rejects at the school like mm-hmm. they're, they're all kind of dumb and they, they they the only way they're graduating from basic training is to pass these tests and he is their teacher mm-hmm. and mark Wahlberg's one of them uh what's her name the um, the one that we all hate from clueless because she Brittany Murphy. He's awful now. I know um, Stacy Dash. No, 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 rest it. Stacy Dash. Rest it. Brittany Murphy. Shut your shut your damn mouth. Yeah. Show some respect for the dead. We love um, Brittany uh, Murphy. Stacy Dash. Stacy Dash was in it, and she had made Clueless at that point, so she was somewhat of a name, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so this the Renaissance Man was ninety four, so it was before the Basketball Diaries, which was Wahlberg's breakout breakout perform as an yeah. actor. Yeah. And then it was Fear in ninety six, mm-hmm. and then it was yeah. Boogie Nights. He had the Traveler thrown in there, but. Oh, Boogie Nights. Big, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, like, I'm like going through his thing, and I'm like, you had the big hit, which I actually enjoyed as a silly assassin's movie where he plays the stupid assassin in a way. Or the gullible, caring guy who wants to make everyone happy, mm. but he kills people for a living. No. So, mm. I never saw that. No? Three no. Kings you saw? I, I did see Three Kings. Three Kings was good. I actually saw that at SC. It was part of like that. I think I've talked about this class before we were, where we would see like first run movies and then somebody would come and talk like from the movie would come and right. talk about it. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing was, was that uh, the production designer, she came and talked about it. Um, and, but, and it was interesting because before that, oh my God, we had seen a movie called um, like a couple of weeks before, I think it was called Sugar Town, which starred, um, uh, which was about like LA and uh, or sugar something. Fuck. What was it? It starred um, Ali Sheedy, and uh, that's the main one I can think about. It was kind of almost like a shortcut scene. It was an Allison Anders film, and and there was one character who was uh, was a production designer and had some stuff happen to her. And it turned out that this production designer from from Three Kings, that character in Sugartown or whatever, was based off of her because she's friends with Alison Anders and her. And there was like there was rumors that it, and this woman like in the in the movie, she hires a girl to like help clean her house to like whatever. And they kind of become friends. But then the girl like literally ends up like stealing the guy that she's dating, stealing her clothes and stuff like that. Turns out that was true. And that was Courtney Love who was who was stealing her stuff. And ah. um, yeah, it's just like Hollywood for, full circle. How how it works in town. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sugartown. That's the name of the, yeah, the film. Yeah. 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 And um uh, yeah, it was so. Yeah, John Taylor's in it. Patricia Arquette is in it. No, no, no. Roxana Arquette is in it. Um, yeah, it was just like it was really good. But I thought it was it was so crazy because all of a sudden something got said about Sugartown, and she goes, "Oh yeah, that uh, Ali Sheedy character is based off of me. That's me. I'm friends with that." And then they go, then somebody was like, "Was that house cleaner Courtney Love?" And she was like, "Oh yeah, that was Courtney Love." 
that was that was true. That was that was her. She did that. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, if you want to like, it's very funny to hear George Clooney. You know, was it was he was obviously a name at that point. He had he had already done ER and he had done. Um, uh, uh, he had already been Batman at that point. Facts of life. But um, but, but uh, from dusk till dawn, and uh, you know he made it. But like a lot of, outside of um, Out of Sight, which came out the year before, he his movies were not considered. They were not highly regarded. No. And that was the first one. We're like, oh, Clooney. I think he this this acting movie mm-hmm. acting thing might be something. But he hates Three Kings. He's been on the record many because he said it was the most miserable experience of his life. Because David O. Russell, the director, is just like the worst person yeah. alive. Yeah, Everyone, like he will never work some, with him again. David O. Russell did I Heart Huckabee, right? Yeah, that's I where, Heart Huckabee. Yeah, American. Um, you know, he's the one. Jennifer what? Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence is the one. Like has done like four movies. He's like her muse, or she's his muse. Yeah. Didn't but they like date for no a other actors. I don't know if don't she dated so. him, but like David Russell is supposed to be so awful to work with that like. Very few people work with him more than once, even though his movies are really good. It, it was, except for except for her, like she keeps doing, keeps going back. But but everybody else is like they work with him once. They're like, nope, I'm out. Uh, what was it? it? I think the fighter was his comeback movie, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess Mark Wahlberg's done three of his movies now. Like yeah. he did I Heart Huckabee. So I guess Mark Wahlberg is for punishment too yeah, well i guess so I, I think if you have a working relationship with the guy like and he hasn't blown up at you that like the i heart huckabee one that was the lily tomlin blow up yep. that everyone knows and that's where he got blackballed from the yep. industry for a while mm-hmm. all i know about they i knew a little bit of information about the fighters because i used to know the writers because the initial cast was not uh christian bale and mark Wahlberg. the mm-hmm. original cast was brad pitt playing christian bale's character and Matt Damon playing Mickey Rourke. Mm. It was Mickey. No, it's not Mickey. It's, uh, Mickey Ward. Ward. Mickey Ward. Mickey Sorry. Ward, that yeah. was like when I said it, I'm like, that's not right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, and they had a different director and then they got stuck with O'Russell. Uh, <coughs> Interesting. Because he was, nobody wanted to work with him because of his attitude. And he was very, I think he's calmed down since then. Maybe. I hope maybe. So. Because the ego was so big. Mm hmm. Uh, this is the, these are only uh, things that you've heard around, I guess, is the best way to put it. Not not pure fact, but go YouTube his actions on I Heart, I Heart Huckabees and you'll see. Yeah. Or I Heart Huckabee? I Heart Huckabee. Yeah. I Heart Huckabee. Huckabees. Yeah, it's Huckabee. Heart Huckabee. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Still a fun movie. I, I enjoy it. Weird, that one. Yeah. Very weird. Saw that in theater back in 2004? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 2004. Yeah, right before I moved out here. So yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it didn't have. It's interesting because like Jennifer Lawrence keeps working with him, but also so does Bradley Cooper and and Christian Bale. Like, but I don't think like Amy Adams worked with him in American Hustle, but I don't think she will work with him again. Do you Uh, know what I mean? Like I've heard I've heard stories. Oh yeah, Yeah. she did work with them twice. So, but I don't. I've heard stories like she doesn't want to work with him. But allegedly, I could be wrong. I don't know. I could like whatever. That could be fiction in my head. I don't know. I'm a writer. <laughs> Nobody take that as uh, that's going to be. I feel like like somebody's going to. I I I don't know. Do you guys have this? Like I have this fear that somebody's going to listen. Like I don't. I enjoy doing this, and but I, there are times that I'm afraid that like 
somebody's going to listen to some, like maybe something that we say does not age well. Not that we mean anything badly, but like something won't age well. And then something will take, will be taken as a soundbite and literally out of context. Yeah, that, that, that's a, that's a that thing crosses, that could happen. Yeah, I mean, it crosses my mind. I don't, I don't, I choose not to think about it too much. I'm Nate. trying not to. Nate? Nothing, nothing Hugh says ages well within, within an episode. <laughs> so, much less yeah, I mean, later episode. Come but, at but me, on the, world. But nobody listens to him. Nobody listens to him either. So I guess it's, you know, like a true woods kind of thing. It's one of those. I guess it's like those, those trolls that go back even to people that I don't do not like, but I, I still like, if you go back to like somebody's like Twitter from like 2012 or 2010 and they go to like find like crap. And I mean, granted, not that there's like sometimes when there's smoke, there's fire, but sometimes you're just like, Oh, we put this in the context of all this other stuff. Like, uh, but then I don't know. I guess. Nothing ages well, usually. It's, it's, yeah. There's a lot of especially there's a, a lot of things like when a, a you know somebody makes it big and then the, yeah like you said there are those trolls who go back and just scour through their tweets mm-hmm. like from eight years ago looking for something that they can make a scandal out of it yeah. happened to Kevin Hart that's how it like Kevin Hart you James know Gunn. made those those homophobic homophobic comments yeah James Gunn mm-hmm. they were all along. The, the worst though is with um, uh, when you you get high school kids mm-hmm. like it's a, it happens that with athletes a lot of like you, you know you'll get like a, a a star athlete who's who gets who's now a star pro and then they'll go back and find tweets of theirs from high school because you know we didn't have tweets from high school but you know you're getting to the where there's kids were tweeting in high school and and it's something a stupid high school kid said and it may I mean some some of them are quite racist but you know it's like why are you going back to do this but it's at the same time, I would think that, it, and maybe maybe celebrities have, have have gotten smarter about it. I I would if you think you had anything questionable in your past, yeah. I would even if you have the means to hire somebody, just be like, hey, go back through my, go back and scrub everything from my past that looks bad, or just like, just be like, I'm just gonna erase everything, everything before a certain year, because there's no, I mean. You know, maybe it was taken out of context, but having to explain it ten years later, yeah. just to, just erase it. Especially these kids, like some of these some of these athletes that are getting busted for things they tweeted four or five years ago. Yeah, they were only fourteen, fifteen, but like you should be like, I should get rid of that. I'm a public figure now. Yeah, like why? I don't, maybe they just don't think about it. They don't remember the tweet. They, I, I'm guessing. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I would say like I mean, I don't honestly, I don't remember what I tweet last month. Anything I tweet, I I'm like, well, I'm gonna stick by that. It doesn't really yeah. matter. Like, if you're gonna call me out on something that I post, that I've thought of, I've thought it through. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't think I would. I have anything on my Twitter that would be like like uncool. The things that well, I rage tweet. I won't rage tweet because I'll be like, just calm down, step away from this. This is just a. You bot. need to do that like, with Nancy Pelosi. Not, no. <laughs> nope. I'm like, sorry. You'll have to. If this goes um, wrong, Stacey, it's on her. So, uh, Stacy, anyway. you'll have to let me know if he um, what if he tweets anything controversial because his ass is staying blocked for the foreseeable future. Okay, cool. So <laughs> I can't, I can't see I can't see anything he tweets. You know what? I'm not I'm not getting involved in this Twitter divorce. I'm I'm st- I I I had to stay. I was in the middle of my parents' acrimonious divorce and their uh, their marriage for plenty of years. I don't I don't need this in my life. So huh. this is between the two of you. It's because I posted now, Baby Yoda to his Courtney Stoden, like response. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't Stodden, so, whatever. Yeah. This is more. Um, it's more of a situation like I went out to get cigarettes and never came 
I told you, I don't so like it when my two like, dads fight. This, <laughs> this isn't like marriage. This isn't like marriage story. Her name is like Troubled marriage. Oh, I did none of that. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we, this, yeah. This isn't the, the story of our troubled relationship. This is literally, I went out to get cigarettes and never came back. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're so, in St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> well. Well, that's unfair now, isn't it? You can see my stuff if you want. I know you don't, but or can you? No, he can't. No, no it goes. Blocked. It goes. It goes mutual. Oh, like, I did not know that. If yeah. somebody blocks you, then they can't see your stuff either. You can just see like the yeah. the, the, the weird it's, little. It block. says like, yeah. It says like you know, it, yeah. It just says you cannot yeah. do this. I don't remember the exact thing, but it's yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a little square. At least on Instagram, it doesn't say that. It just like usually either the person doesn't come up or it's just like nothing comes up. Nothing comes up. I think yeah. So you can't find the person. You can't search the person. Yeah. It, you just no longer exist. Right. I think I have a few people on the block list. Yeah. Uh, a lot of muted people now. I love the mute button. I like the mute button too. I mute a lot of people because like also there's sometimes there's people that I like and I want to stay up. I like, I would like to stay up on their stuff, but they post like way too much. Uh, and I'm just like, oh, I can't, I can't take this right now. I mute the stories a lot. So yeah. Yeah. I'm muting a lot of stories. But yeah, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, know what you, I know, I know what you're doing. Um, so yeah, what is it? Face? Oh, well, Facebook is now announcing that they own Instagram. Did you notice that one? Hey. Well, they've owned them for A several while, but years, now, but yeah. now they're on. They're like Instagram owned yeah. by Facebook. Mm. Yeah, that that is fairly new. I, yeah. I noticed that too. I was like, I don't remember it ever saying that when when it like mm-hmm. when it boots when that boots up. But yeah, when you open the app. It, another thing um, I want I want them to do is stop giving us the green light that we're on Instagram. Yeah. What the fuck is that about? Like I don't, I don't like want that. people knowing no. like who, who thought that that was a good idea. No. I like to be invisible. And like you can't shut yourself down from like appearing online. Well, honestly, like like who when it comes to the fucking, I think it's owned by Twitter, or it could be wrong, but like um, Venmo, I don't want to fucking read people's, you know, purchases Venmo or purchases. Like the minute I downloaded Venmo in order to get paid or pay something, and I was just like, what the fuck is this? I was like, I don't want people reading stuff. So I figured out how to make all my shit private. Yeah. I was like, because I don't want yeah. people reading. I think there's only one time, and I think it might have been when we all went out to dinner or something like that and I had to pay and I was like okay I'll make it public because we're gonna all say like we did something to you or one yeah. of you yeah and I was like I don't care on it that one neat, I think we... yeah it was ben- and, it, and it was Benihana dinner that's Show what it was respect. that's yeah. what it was Show it was Benihana dinner and I just was I was like okay but otherwise like everything's private because I don't want to know and like yeah like I've seen people's stuff and like I remember there was one time and I saw this girl had paid back her fiance something for like lunch and i just was like wait a minute like you had to pay your baby daddy back for lunch like you're about to get married in like a couple of months like you guys just like why'd you have to pay him back for this wasn't like a big purchase or like cvs i don't know i was like it's lunch yeah it's people i know i I, i'm with you i because i've seen people go and scroll through the Venmo accounts no. of people they know. I'm like, what are you, why? why, why do you care? Because like, it's the FOMO thing. It's just another level of making people feel like they're missing out on something that oh. their friends are doing that they weren't invited to. I didn't think about that. So I'm and like, whenever, what? Ever, mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. no, no, you're right. I was going to say every, every Venmo payment or anything that I do, I make them all public and exclusively put the uh, eggplant emoji yeah. just to keep people really guessing like, you know, <laughs> All the time. I usually do the jerk off one, so like, it's, you know, hey, 
if I do if yep. I do it public, then it's usually to Kevin, a friend of ours. Uh, you jerk off Kevin a lot. Uh, yeah, behind the dumpster and like give him the, the drooly face. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Or the the, the one with the, the coming down like the the tear or the sweat drip. Sweat <laughs> because you work up a sweat when you yeah. jerk him off. Exactly. So it take him a while yeah. to yeah. come. Or it's for him for me because I'm paying him usually. So oh, so I'm he's jerking you off? off. So I'm giving him the serv. He's giving me the service, so I owe him money for oh, the service okay. of rent. Service rendered. Oh, does can. it take you a lot to come? Yeah. Okay. Can. <laughs> Not when I'm working on myself, but yeah. You know. okay, okay. Things that we need. Shit! To know. I fucking opened up that, that door. Yeah. I'm Way sorry. to go, Pandora. Ah. So, uh, <laughs> Reverend pa- Reverend Pam, getting back to Reverend. Oh uh, yes, please, please. Um, I forgot one part of the story that was actually not crucial but important. Yeah. Uh, she has a special, and I just wanted to get away from Hugh masturbating stories. No, that's fine. Um, please. There is she. She Rev Pam offers an elopement pack package which involves lodging which i originally thought meant she had a deal with a hotel put you up in a hotel nope you stay at her house you stay in a bedroom next to her at the house i'm not surprised um, i kind of want to do it you want to get a lope you want to lope who are you going to lope with yeah well i just want to stay at her i just want to stay with red pam could you marry yourself (laughs) um legally i don't know Hmm. i don't know yeah i'm not sure well, on that yeah. bomb note, bombshell of a note, Nate. Nate's engaged to himself. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll well, never find any, never find anybody better. I'm sure there's a high school down the street or I a finally college. found the one, the one person I deserve, and that deserves me. <laughs> there's a level of you sadness give your si- on that one. You you accept the love you think you deserve, Hugh, and I deserve me. You are left-handed, right? Ambidextrous. <laughs> Aren't we all though? Or you learn quickly. No. So <laughs> it's true. Uh, I, as I figured out, not to go back to that. <laughs> I mean, I have carpal tunnel in my left hand because of uh, a couple of boyfriends. So <laughs> that... oh. the looks on both of your yeah. faces right now, and only I can see it. It's so great. Uh. It's so great. Yes. Yeah. I love it. That, that's a thing. And of course, we're reconnecting to Nate right now. There we go. Oh. <laughs> so Nate's been cutting in and out. So that's on oh, my shit. end. Yeah. No, can you? Yeah. Oh, no, there we go. You need a better connection. No, I'm sorry. That's on. That's I mean, on. You, you need technology. better. You need better. Uh, yeah. I need to work on a lot of things. I need to get a better iPad because that thing is just old. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Are you? Are you? You're filming video? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I'm doing a little video. Are you filming Are you filming yourself? The great thing, no, I'm filming you. But the great thing is, is that we can't hear you. <laughs> it's just eh. a, a muted box of Nate. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Muted box of Nate. <laughs> you're a muted box. <laughs>